Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And those of you who've been with us for a while, you see a familiar face here today. My friend Randy Childress is with us, and I looked back, and uh, I interviewed him before, back in November and December of 2020. So it's been uh, been over two years, but we've seen each other since then and actually been on uh, some different things with Mike Zinker and uh, some friends in Canada and stuff together. But uh, it's great to see you, Randy, and welcome back. Good to see you, Paul. Glad to be here. Thank you. And you guys listening, you can tell that uh, even though we're both in the United States, we speak two different languages. <laughs> oh, boy. In in our group, our Sunday morning Zoom group, we've got people in the United States and, and around the world, as I know you do and yours too. And uh, sometimes the guys in Sweden or Germany or Luxembourg uh, have to ask me to interpret for the guys in North and South uh, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, we have we have had the same thing happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rennie has uh, got a whole bunch of different degrees and certifications and a variety of alcohol and drug and addiction counseling things and human resources and education. Uh, he's been the senior pastor and CEO of Grace Ministries at Rafa since 2010. And before that, he had a long and wonderful journey, starting out as a bartender and an ordinance man in the Navy, 15 years behind bars. And he began his grace journey with the Grace Communion International and with Steve McVeigh, Baxter Kruger, Paul Young, Mike Zinker, friends of both of us, but mostly with the Holy Spirit. So, Randy's had just a, an unbelievable journey, and it's still going, isn't it? Yeah, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people didn't think I'd make it this far, me yeah. included. Yeah, no, same with me. As I mentioned, Randy's been on the show before, and what I'm doing these days, at least for two or three months, is I'm interviewing people that I've interviewed before because I'm featuring these guys in my new book, Grace to All, which is the same name as the podcast, and writing uh, in the book, there's a couple of pages about each person and then uh, how you can contact them and where their ministry is and books they've written or different things like that. And my goal is to uh, to help people around the world connect with like-minded people because People don't always relate to me, but there'll be people who will relate to Randy or to Steve McVeigh or Mike Zinker or somebody else. And I've had, I don't know about you, Randy, but I've had people say, is is there anybody at all within a hundred miles driving distance of where I am that's uh, seeing God the way that we are and those things? And uh, there usually is, but they don't know it. And uh I didn't know it before, and so my goal with this book is to help connect people with you all. And tell me, tell me what you're seeing with your ministry and the things you're doing around the world, how people are getting this message, and and how they're growing. Well, Paul, I, 
some of the same stuff. I know the quote pandemic, you know, forced us to learn how to do Zoom and all that. And it really connected us with people all over the world that I probably would have never met. I met a lady from England and a couple of people from Africa, Nigeria and Cameroon in particular. I met through a Baxter Kruger like uh, online conference and we just, they started joining in with us. And I say that to say this, it's just, you know, we just, I realized this movement of this Trinitarian faith, I have a feeling in my heart and my spirit that it's, it's really moving around the world. Now, a lot of people would say, oh my God, we got war going on and we got this. Well, guess what? That's been going on since creation. But there's also been the movement of the Holy Spirit going on. We have people who who are really looking, in my opinion, now are looking for you know what we call the real undiluted gospel. And they're they're feeling it in here. And they're not they're not being led by a track. They're not being drawn in by a billboard on the interstate. This, <laughs> you know how we do, and then this is coming from within here. They have this yearning, mm. and see, I found out. I searched for many years out here to find what I was missing, mm. and then I realized what I was missing has been here all along. I just wasn't exploring it or allowing myself get out of the way and allow myself to be aware of it. But yes, we are meeting a lot of different people. And now that we're, things are coming back for meeting back in person, you know, we, our ministry is at a, the largest men's drug rehab in the state of Alabama. We are in a chapel right in the middle of that campus. And of course, uh, my years of substance abuse counseling brought me to with the connection with all these different people. And we're allowed to use that. And in return, I, quote, volunteer as a chaplain for the men at the uh, facility. And there's a facility down the street that I once was the director of. And they, during the pandemic, they used to come to over chapel services with us as well. And last Sunday was the first time they'd been back in two years. And they were allowed to come back. So we, we had a packed house. And they were, they were bussed over because they're only a couple of miles away. And uh, some of those guys know me because I do a little <laughs> work at that facility as well. Uh, I kind of helped build that one back in the day. And a guy requested to see, wanted to see a chaplain. And they said, we don't have a chaplain, but we know one. So they <laughs> called me over and I went over and met with a guy. And we had a, I don't know if I tell this, we had an unusual experience Sunday. Oh, our speaker was one of our guys, uh, Doug Johansson out of Minnesota, and he spoke through Zoom. You know, we, I try, I, I try not to dominate the pulpit. I kind of get other people to speak quite often. You know, that's just the way I do. And he t- spoke on Paul's message to uh, the folks about the unknown God on Mars Hill, of course, in Acts. And when I was watching because I'm doing the recording and stuff. And I was watching this one young man come in. Don't take this wrong. But he came in, he strutted in. He had a Bible. You know, the kind of Bibles that sit on the coffee table? You know, those (laughs) kinds. He had one almost as big as that under his arm. 
and he sat down. We did a little music. We did a little this, and you know we're not we're not your traditional church where we start shouting and hollering at you. So, and the guy was speaking on Zoom. He was a teaching. He was doing a teaching, which was really good. And this guy, I noticed about ten minutes into it, he got up and strutted out the door. And I was thinking, I don't know where he went because they're not really supposed to wander off. Matter of fact, <laughs> a mutual friend of ours. Hours. His son works there part-time at the facility these days. And he went out. It just happened to walk up to him because he's on duty. And the guy said he walked up to him and said, God's not in that building. And he went, and the guy said, uh, really? And he kind of laughed at him. He said, well, I don't know what to tell you. I said, I guess you can go get on the van and wait. And he went and got on the van and waited until it was over. And it was just that. And I brought that up to say this. That didn't upset me because I know he's been indoctrinated to expect a certain thing when he walks through the door. He's been indoctrinated to hear a certain message when he walks through the door. And sometimes all over this land, all over this earth, we have people that if they show up to a service on Saturday, Sunday, or whatever day, they're expecting their weekly whipping. And they want to hear about what bad is going to happen to you if you do not straighten yourself up. And you got to realize these guys are recovering guys that are in alcohol and drug treatment. They've already been beat up pretty good. Their life has taken them down a road, most of them, you know, regardless if they're there through the courts, if they're there through their wife told them they're going to leave them whatever, or they just got sick and tired and give up. They've been beat up pretty good. But we still, a lot of times, evangelical Christianity has taught people to expect your beating and your whipping. And that's what I see. The toughest thing to overcome now is not to, once a person grabs this new, which is not new, as you know, once they grasp it, it's like, wow, this is great. But they have to unlearn some stuff before they can get it. That makes sense. Man, it does. And, you know, there's been a kind of a common theme through people I've been interviewing these last couple of months. I'm getting goosebumps just uh, thinking about it. Just about everything we learned in evangelical religion was wrong. Just about every dadgum thing. And I I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know it's the Holy Spirit. When most of us, when most people start to hear the really good news, it resonates with our heart, and we go, yeah, but our our mind goes, no, God can't be in that because, you know, that ain't what I've been taught. Well, uh, it it, it takes the switch has got to flip, and once it does, boy, then everything is just like it goes from black and white to color, but it we've been, and I think the the longer we, people have been in it and the more involved they've been in it, unless a, a real crisis hits, it's really hard to, it's really hard to, to see it. Uh, now, in, in my case, I, you know, I, I had a, a real crisis hit. My son-in-law, who was our associate pastor, and he and I were really close, he got cancer and died when he was 29. And I just, I thought he was going to live and you know, I told people at our church that he was going to live, and 
Uh, you know, we we prayed and we fasted and we cast out demons and we, uh, you know, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And and some people told us, well, if you just had more faith, you know, he'd live. Well, it, that when he died, I just all my energy was gone from a year long battle of trying to be a husband and father and grandfather and a pastor and help the youth group that he was leading and all that kind of stuff. And I just had to go to God and say, boy. What I've been doing, it, it doesn't seem to be working. And you know, I just heard him say, well, yeah, that's because you haven't been doing, <laughs> you've been doing the wrong thing. Now let's start over. <laughs> and man, what a difference. That resonates with me as well. I'm, it's funny, you know, a lot of conversations, you know, if you've noticed that sometimes you'll go through a series of conversations with different people and you're just like, Every conversation I get into leads around to the same kind of topic. And that's kind of what's happening here. One of the things that some men and some guys were talking about recently about that, about we want someone like like our friend. We have a friend who we've made one of our kind of like our guy in Africa. His name is Paul Unkpe, and he's in Nigeria and him and his wife, and they were just really, they got engaged with us, and his wife died in October. Mm. She come up with, I was able, I, ten, I attended her funeral virtually, which was, it was quite an experience because it was out in a village and the whole shot. I was a real smart guy, and and we had a conversation about, you know, he and his wife, had ended up kind of being alone because where they were, this stuff that we believe, that's not of God, of course. And some of his pastors around there told him, the reason your wife died is because of your beliefs. Oh, the reason your wife died is because y'all's prayers weren't answered. Mm. And we got in a conversation about that. And the reason his wife died is because I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why his wife died. I just know she did. And I know that I'm not smart enough to know why that was allowed to happen when it happened. It has drawn him and his children closer to us. His little nine-year-old daughter calls my wife and I mama and papa. You know, his wife on her deathbed told him, stay with those people. Here's what he said. She said, stay with those people, they are speaking life. And she passed away. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And because that gives me chills because she, we got to be, her, her name was blessing of all things. But, you know, there's a lot of that goes on. You know, people say, oh, the evangelicals, you know, if they pray for something like what you're talking about. If it doesn't happen, then it's got to be somebody didn't have enough faith or somebody had a secret sin or some along those lines. I'm sure you've heard Paul Young. I got to know him fairly well. And he's, you know, the, one of the stories he tells about one of his family members was dying like that. And he had like a, another relative through marriage or something. I'm not getting all the details, but he said the person was at the hospital telling him, said, you know, if we'll pray and have enough faith, she'll live. 
And Paul, you know, he said, he said, yeah, he said he used to be very kind of sharp tongued anyway. And he said he went and told the guy, I said, okay, if she dies, whose fault's it going to be? Point them out. And he couldn't. And he's <laughs> one of those things that the guy was trying to put the guilt trip on somebody because the person died. And this, your son in law died. Mm-hmm. Our new friend died. We've had, I've known people who died that everybody just posted up and prayed and prayed and prayed. And they, they, they never say, well, the other, the, they'll fall back. Well, it was God's will. Well, yeah. Everything that happens is God's will. <laughs> but you know what? I don't think that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be smart enough on on this side of the, the bell, as we say, to explain why this one dies and this one lives, why this one is healed and this one is not. But I certainly don't think it's because of anything that we are unknowingly doing or that type of thing. Because God wants to heal you, you're healed, which we are healed. We just hadn't stepped into the complete healing in our life, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that along with the other things, just been taught wrong things. And, you know, the, the people aren't the enemy. They're just ill-informed and, and just repeating what their generation before taught them and taught them and taught them. And, I, you know, I've, I've come to realize, Randy, that as you mentioned earlier, all through the years, there have been people who have who have understood and known God's unconditional love and fatherhood and Jesus' finished work. But all through the years until recently, and it still happens in some places, you know, the church would persecute them, uh, you know, sometimes set them on fire or put them in prison or, or whatever. You know, that's what the apostle, that's what Saul was doing before he became Paul. And they just, you know, they'd get rid of people who thought like that. Well, today... Why it, this is why I'm so excited about today with the internet. There's too many of us now. There's and it, and it's you, you you can't just squash this little group here and that little group there and go on. If somebody's a thinking person and they hear something like Jesus finished work includes all people and we're all included, and they go and Google that. They find your name and my name and Paul Young and Baxter Kruger and Steve McVeigh and all these different people around the world, and a thinking person goes, wow, I, I didn't know so many people believed that. And it, it's it's a good time. It is a good time to be alive because of, for a lot of reasons, but because of the Internet thing. At least it seems that way to me. Yeah, I, I agree because, I mean, I, when I started searching around, I mean, my first, of course, I, I started out in the, a lot of different things. I dabbled in a little bit of everything, but I was involved with the GCI, which I am still loosely affiliated with them, but which used to be the Worldwide Church of God for right. made a big change in philosophy. But I think the name of their podcast, it was a, like a podcast or whatever it was called, You're, You're Included. Hmm. And uh, it was Mike Fazell, who used to be right, like, right under the uh, Astro General, they called him. And he was interviewing people like Baxter Kruger and Paul Young and all these different people. And I'm like, I've never even heard of these people. <laughs> and I was just, but I said, but they're speaking what I'm feeling. 
they're speaking what I'm I'm trying to figure out how to verbalize my feelings and they're doing it for me. And that started my journey on studying on that and reading up on it, you know, and, uh, and listening and reading their stuff. And, and I think that's how I got your name through uh, when I was with Steve McVeigh's morning coffee thing. I think it's the first mm-hmm. time I saw your name. That's mm-hmm. when I met Mike, Mike Zinker. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> you know, just started reaching, you know, connecting with different people. And, uh, and even the people here that, our little core group is, which is really small now because they were older and they've kind of died off slowly. We were talking the other day about how, you know, I met the messages that I was giving 10 years ago. They just evolved. They weren't, I wasn't giving the fire and brimstone even then, but they've just evolved. And I said, well, it's not because I'm so smart. I just got so many resources to pull from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I read I books and I read their books and I just, you know, I'll use a little bit out of this book or that book. You know, it's like our motto we have with our little group is that all are included and God is not mad at you. Those guys are there. They, most of them just really love that. I, I, a guy wrote a, uh, some kind of like a little, I guess where he went through the program there and they had asked, you know, some people can go back to that site, not our site, but the treatment center site and talk about whether they liked their experience or not. One of them, his biggest thing was about, he said that some of his buddies asked him to go to chapel service on Sunday. This is a few years ago. And he goes, I didn't come here for that. And he said, them guys kept on said, oh, man, you'll like it. Oh, guy out there, he'll keep you laughing or something. Come He'll give us a free honey bun, some coffee or something. And he said, I finally went, just shut him up. He said, I made sure and sit way on the back. <laughs> I'll never forget. He said, he says, and this guy gets up and starts talking. And I'm like, he said, he asked the guy next to him, that's the preacher? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, I ain't never seen no preacher look like that or talk like that. <laughs> he says, then his wife got up and she did a prayer. He said, now she... He said, she uh, seemed like she ought to be the preacher. He said, and she sat back down and said, and that's the guy back up. And he said, ah, oh, before we get started, I want to let you know something. You're included in the love of God, and he is not mad at you. And he said, something hit me right here and here. And he's like, what did he just say? I have never in my life, he said, I was raised in the church. He says, I never, ever, ever heard anybody in church tell me that God's not mad at me. He said, because that was one of the biggies. He got to be mad at me because I'm such a screw up. Well, he said, you know what? That changed my whole thinking. He said, I started coming back and listening, started studying on my own. He said, I actually started enjoying trying to learn more about how God is, who God is, and how it applies to me personally. And he said it was all about that guy saying, God's not mad at you. So, you know, I was sticking with that one. So those those experiences make it all worthwhile, don't they? Yeah, if it's just one guy, because one guy, that'll affect 
everybody he comes in contact with from now on. Yeah. His philosophy. He'll tell that story. He'll probably tell that story to his family and stuff. Just like I tell stories about how people who have, have affected my life, uh, things that they've said to me. Yeah. Randy, we're about out of time, but on our next podcast, which people see a week later, I'd like to talk some more about the people that uh, around the country, around the world, you mentioned Pastor Paul in, in Africa, but I know you've got other people that are pastors that are part of your group that you've included, and I'd like to talk about them and, and what they're doing. That'd be all right? That'd be good. I got several I'd like to bring up. Good. Well, before we finish this one, uh, tell people how they can connect with you and uh, how they can contact you. Well, the easiest way to go to our website is www.trinitariangraceinternational.com. And uh, you can go there and it has uh, our email address, you know, contact information. But the email, if it's real simple, is chaplain, C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N, 170 at gmail.com. That comes directly to my box, and uh, we'll answer you yeah, pretty quickly if you want to say something to us. Good. Is that 170? Is that how old you are? Uh, that's getting close. <laughs> 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 oh, Randy, thanks so much for being uh, with us on this episode, and people will see us again a week from now, but I sure appreciate it, and I sure appreciate all you're doing, my friend. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thank you uh, all for listening and be being a part of another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray and today with my friend Randy Childress. We'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.